Are you ready to die tonight, Justin? Yes. How many times are you going to go down in your downtime? How many times are you going to change your mind about the decision you're going to make? Is that why it's called downtime? Because you go down so many times? (laughs) I don't know. Did Tyson go down? You should have. I don't think I did. Then that's not why it's called downtime. (laughs) But I'm the best out of all of us, so... That's can fair. you really can you really compare me to the average Noah? No, I can't. That's yeah. why I don't give you inspo points for mediocre shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the compliment, but I also want the inspo points. <laughs> start, start doing spectacular shit, and I'll give you more inspo points. Oh my god! Yeah. I'll get yeah, naked. It's like, it's like training dogs, you know. Yeah, you give them treats for sit the first twenty times, but then after that, you're expecting some rollovers, some play deads. Uh, what do you expect from Rogar so far? I don't know, he's been doing a lot of playing dead, so I, I'd imagine maybe staying up would be a good change. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master for you guys, and we are going to kick things off with the final installment of our downtime series for the Dicey D20. This is Fievel Mausenthrov bringing you his final session. We Thank are joined here. God. Yeah, yeah. Many of us are feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rogar Ragnak. He is our Bright Lord, Fanta- Fantabulaire. Howdy. He's our fantastic Bright Lord. Yeah, whatever. I guess I'm not the only one that gets a fourth episode. No, you're not the only one that got a fourth episode. You're not the only special one anymore. Damn it. (laughs) So that means I'm the special one for getting the short episodes, right? Yeah. How that works? Nobody liked you. I'm just not. (laughs) Josh needs this. Just because the views were lower on my episodes (laughs) doesn't mean anything, guys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're also joined by the lowest ranking in terms of views member of our team. That is Tyson McKay. <laughs> I probably talk the most, though. <laughs> okay, so puts out the most content, receives the least amount of views. That's good. It's uh, like BuzzFeed. <laughs> BuzzFeed's going to come after us, man. Yeah, we're going um, to be a hit piece. <laughs> we also have, obviously, Fievel Mausenthrov. This is his downtime, so please welcome him as well. I'm here, and I'm uh, ready to get pick that rat's ass you know me and seska hand in hand and by that i mean holding hands and we're just gonna beat the crap out of this rat you think seska is gonna back you up hand in hand mean they spoiled it for me they already told me what's gonna happen they They said (laughs) you guys are gonna hold hands you're both gonna kick the show this rat and it's gonna be the best thing ever and i said that's all i need to know that is what we said no Mm -hmm. okay well thanks for giving away the plot line (laughs) now he's had time to prepare i'm not sure that's gonna help his decision making processes uh, nope. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to pick up where we left off. Fievel Mausenthrov scurrying, fleeing atop Jack Bauer from Wauer Den, the egg-shaped cave with all of the rat folk, the savage, mutated rat folk, and their leader, Skull Scream. They're just misunderstood. They're misunderstood, yeah. No one really gets what they're about. Yeah, a lot of Hitler. people think that think, a lot of people think <laughs> killing and murder is bad. It's just you don't understand it from their perspective. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, Fievel, as it is downtime, we're going to kind of spin through your travel time here. You have uh, made it back through the forest to where you pulled the staff from the ground. You, you don't have the staff, so... That's that's so good. good job. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. And you and Jack Bauer are going to attempt to head back towards Seth's God, imagine, unless you have an alternative plan that you'd like to put into action. Just head back to Red Go Red. back <laughs> for the staff. <laughs> no. Go back for those babies. They're dead. <laughs> oh god. Oh, sadness. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going right back to Seska. I need that. Okay. 
I'm gonna need you to roll me a survival check, just for some some natural navigation here. So, uh, is that a twelve? So you begin to. Uh, it's nighttime. Yeah, but you're a mouse. You guys like the night. All right, fuck it. All right, so you're heading Jesus, back out through at night. the forest. <laughs> Jesus, you're heading back through the forest. It is the early hours of the morning, about four o'clock in the morning. You know, you guys are, are hustling Way past and bustling. your mouse bedtime. Yeah. What are you doing up? I need a hard mouse nap when I get back to Suskis. <laughs> <laughs> and you return to the large clearing with the massive tree that Seska calls home. You pull in on Jack Bauer, drop off of him. I'd imagine you're pretty tired from your travel, so you're pretty weary as you walk towards the home. And as you kind of look around, it seems that Seska is not there. <gasps> Saska, Saska, please! <laughs> I, like, is the, or the door, he didn't have a door, right? It's just like an opening? Yeah, there are openings in the roots with flaps over top of them. I don't know if it's a good idea to sleep here. The rat knows. Or does he know? Yeah, he knows where Saska lives, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, maybe Saska moved after what happened. <laughs> pretty old tree. <laughs> Do you, do you think he built the tree? Maybe his Beastmaster's the tree and he has like an ant. I knock on the, the house and I say, are you an ant? <laughs> Roll me a d20. <laughs> it's uh, strength 13. Why would you think it would be strength? Well, I'm knocking, right? Are you trying to push the tree over? <laughs> no, no. I know I'm not that strong. I could, I could lift Jack Bauer, but no. That's stupid. <laughs> okay, let's let's go through skills just for a quick second. It's not like you've been playing D&D for half of a decade or anything like that. You know that you what have What season to- is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know that you have to... It's charisma, man. How could it not be charisma? But I'm knocking on the... Yeah, but you're talking to the tree. Understand that you don't have to (laughs) roll for things that are easy to do. I don't make people roll to open doors, because I assume you have the dexterity to do that. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. (laughs) I'll make you roll strength to walk to lift up your legs using your hamstrings. I just assume that you can walk. I assume you can knock on the fucking wood. This is about you interacting with a potential (laughs) end. Jesus. With a potential end. It's not even guaranteed. That's a 14, then. In charisma. Yep. Okay, good. There's no fucking end. <laughs> what if I roll a 20? Would it have gotten up and said I'm a fucking end? How would you know, you fucking okay. mouse? So let me let me explain how D&D <laughs> works to you, because cause I shouldn't have to do this at this point. And you're a DM in your own right, so this is embarrassing as shit. Is this D&D? You know that your rolls do Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I, th- I thought I had Boardwalk and Park Place. Um, <laughs> no, you know that your roll doesn't impact the out... Like, if you roll... A 20 on perception, it doesn't mean you magically find something that wasn't already there. You what? just find something that was there or you don't find I've something even though you did so well. my whole life. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my god. Why are Dude, you on the nat 20? <laughs> if, you, if you roll a nat 20, it doesn't make things appear or make things happen. Like, if this tree wasn't an ent and you rolled a nat 20, it wouldn't just become an ent. I've been DMing wrong my whole life. <laughs> I feel so bad for your players. Anyways, we're moving on. Fievel, Mazenthrov, you are exhausted as it is the early hours in the morning. Jack Bauer's already sleeping on his feet. What would you like to do? I, I, I go to bed first, you piece of shit. <laughs> you uh, just tried to kill him. Yeah. I just <laughs> oh my my gosh. <laughs> no, he's sleeping. I'm going to go pass out as well. In his okay, arms. so... 
in Jack Bauer's arms? Yes. Okay. So you go pass <laughs> out in Jack you Bauer's arms. He's, you know, the, the mucus-covered skin. I guess he's a toad, so he doesn't have mucus on his skin. That sucks. Frogs do. The lumpy, bumpy oh. aspects oh. of Jack Bauer's forearms cradle you nicely <laughs> and provide <laughs> a nice cushion for your sleep. Fail Mazenthrov, can you roll me a constitution check, please? Oh, God. <laughs> inspiration point? <laughs> How many of those do you have? Jesus. Oh, no, you gave him way too many inspo points. <laughs> yeah. Should, yeah trust, trust me, he's never getting an inspo point again. <laughs> Let's go. One, so six. You're dead. Fievel. <laughs> you just die. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Fievel, it is currently four o'clock in the afternoon when you wake from your slumber. Holy shit. I was just rolling to see how exhausted you were. You what know happened? What I mean? Where am I? <laughs> what year like, is it? <laughs> you wake and you stretch your tiny furry mouse limbs, getting some good uh, some good stretches in in the morning. Jack Bauer's still passed out, obviously exhausted from all the running, because that dude's never done cardio. And trying to be killed by his master. <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's never it. let him forget this. <laughs> yeah. You awake to see Seska, and he is cross-legged, sitting in front of Jack Bauer, about ten feet away. And pissed. Saska, Saska, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> what, what does it look like? Bestiality. <laughs> We're just cuddling. Yeah, no, he's a beast master. I think he, he gets the, the vibe. We're right? just the, friends. The, he gets the bestiality vibe. Okay. Yeah, he gets the beast. It's, it's an integral part of being a beast master is bestiality. <laughs> look, if you're not fucking your beast, you're not doing it right. <laughs> wow. I showed it How did you achieve such a strong bond with your beast? Oh, you know, anal. <laughs> <laughs> they don't feel it, but they know it's there. <laughs> what do you mean they don't feel it? Because he's oh, so small. God. Yeah. What, they're going to oh, feel my nose pecker yeah, and nice. fucking, like, 30-foot radius asshole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What would you like to do? I, well, he's meditating, but Seska, no, I'm awake. Not. His eyes are oh. open, and he's staring at you. <laughs> I told you he was pissed. Did you hear cross-legged and just think, yeah, he's just oming right now? That's what I assumed. No, he's staring at you. I, uh, I greet him a farewell. Hello, Seska. A farewell. Farewell, so you're leaving him? No, no. <laughs> Farewell to the day since it's already passed. <laughs> you have the weirdest things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he does not answer, but rather just stares at you, curiously, Seska. and waits for you to speak. Bro, please. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Jack Bauer is still here. I know what you might have seen, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Can we break that sentence down for a sec? I know what you might have seen, but it didn't happen. It's a lie. Your hawk's lying to you. I, I'm recalling a song by Shaggy. <laughs> Was she me? caught me red-handed, banging me? with the girl next door. No, no. You, know? you can't just... You, Shaggy's song wasn't, look, babe, I know you saw me banging the chick next door, but it didn't happen. His song was, no, she caught him. I know you saw me banging the rat next door. <laughs> Are you gonna, gonna fess up to it or are you gonna lie to Seska? No, I'm gonna fess up. No, okay. lie to him. He's still silent. He's waiting for you to speak. Well, that. So I went there, got the staff. We're starting off good, right? <laughs> and then I failed to see where this rat guy was. Got the jump on me. We battled, kicked my ass. 
I remember saying, oh, birch, and me hitting my head on a tree was <laughs> not good. Anyway, I woke up. Give me an option, he's saying. I'm going to evaporate your fucking beast with my hand because you didn't tell me he's got fucking void powers. Thanks a lot, Seska. <laughs> and anyway, I was threatened. I didn't have any HP. He's going to beat my ass on the ground. So he's like, come with me or die. So I went with him. You know, I did it. I'm a piece of shit. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? You missed the part where you pledged yourself to him. Yeah, but jokes, right? I didn't (laughs) didn't self-impale myself or anything, right? Yes, we went down into the base. It's in the base of the mountains. There's a fucking gazillion rats crawling all over the walls, laughing at me, whistling at me. I felt fucking vulnerable and not good about myself. I remember you flexing. Yeah. I was in for that. He hides it well. (laughs) And then next thing you know, he wants me to sacrifice Jack Bauer. I spit cornflakes in his face and I said, no, siree, and we got our asses out of there. So you are lying to him. (laughs) to see what cornflakes are. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's a couple lies in there, but uh, it's fine. Seska looks at you and then just takes a deep breath and goes, <sighs> and then does not speak. <laughs> I want to be good. I saw what that piece of shit was, and I, you know, he killed, not only did he sacrifice his old beast, but he killed his other beast. <laughs> just in rage of trying to do something. Like, I never want to be like that. Frick. Are you being truthful, or do we need to roll a deception check here? I am being truthful. I would have killed Jack Bauer if I wasn't true to Okay, fair enough. Seska looks to you, and he says, Do you have anything to say for yourself, Fievel? I'm sorry, I didn't get the staff, you know? It was was a complication. I am not talking about the staff. I'm sorry, I'm a piece of shit, and I (laughs) attempted to devote myself to the bad side. Fievel. I understand this has been a trying time for you, but it is at this point that I'll have to ask you to leave. Ha <sighs> ha! <sighs> no, I, I understand. What'd you say, you stupid no, rat? <laughs> yeah. You put faith in me, and I, you know, I drag my you. nuts on it. Yeah. And you know, at, at your age, your heart's so brittle that I know I can't take much <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll get out of your face, okay? I saved you due to the kind nature of your beast, but your actions, Fievel, are something that you should look back upon and reflect. You see, you neither have the capacity to devote yourself to good, nor the sheer will to embrace evil. This fight is no longer yours to bear, and it is for that reason that I wish you the best of luck in your future. But can, you, but can you send your friend Rogar back? <laughs> we need someone good. <laughs> and hopefully one day, you will find your true self and no longer be split between these two extremes. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's going to take some time, but uh, I'll give you a ring when I figure that out. <laughs> a what ring? Does what does that even mean? <laughs> No, I just say, uh... Like a promise ring? No, it's like a ring, like a call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll give you a ring. <laughs> okay, I did not get that. He held up his hand, and I didn't see the telephone. I just saw, like, I'll give you a ring, and I was like, okay. <laughs> like a magical ring? No, I, uh, shake his hand, and I say, it's gonna take some time, but once I figured out my true self, I'll either come back, or you'll never see me again. Probably the never part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So, your conversation with Sess Ska takes you... Because I'm assuming, you know, you guys probably say a little bit more than that. Your story probably takes, you know, about an hour to recount, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not nah. to chat. Takes you to a, about dusk. It's about 6, 6.30 in the evening. And as the sun begins to set, a cold wind sweeps in from the north. There is a silence about the forest that seems unnatural, and Seska's ears perk up, and he looks to you and he says, You came here directly? Yeah, I hauled ass. (laughs) Did you make any attempt to hide your trail? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) No, I did not. As he sighs... <laughs> As he sighs, you hear uh, the screeches and squeals of rat folk and vermin crashing through the underbush and uh, underbrush, I should say. Seska turns to look at the great tree, turns to look at you, and he says, You should go, Fievel. See you. No. Okay. <laughs> Something's wrong here. You know, my mouse ears react to the same thing. I, I know something's up. Yeah, you can hear the rats Look, screeching. <laughs> I made this mess. Let me undo it. Or let me help undo it anyway. Fievel, you are not capable of choosing a side. What were to happen if he would have his knife at my throat? Hmm? You should just would kill Seska. Would you give up what you supposedly <laughs> believe in and join him to save me? Or would you stand true to your values? And stand true. Depends how I feel in the, in the moment. That is not what the past will predict for the future. Fievel, you did the same with Jack Bauer. Your connection is strong, but there is something greater than just the bond between you and a beast, or the bond of friendship. Sometimes we must choose the greater good over our own loss. I'm not sure that you're capable of doing that. So you want me just to let you die? I am more than capable of taking care of myself, Fievel. And you don't want my help. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I bow my head and I walk out the door. Okay. You begin to walk towards the south, uh, towards the clearing. And I was say, what within... door? <laughs> yeah. What entrance. You were inside. <laughs> Wasn't I? No, you were outside. outside. Do you think Jack Bauer was inside the tree? <laughs> well, I really, really, really question whether or not we listen to what I'm saying or not. Or whether you just... <laughs> Well, he's meditating, right? <laughs> it must be inside. Did he go in for stew at one point? Like, oh, it's three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. Seska, his ears perk up, his whiskers twitching, and his face quickly turns towards the north, and he says, Stay where you are, Fievel. Do not enter the trees. Okay, I halt. <laughs> okay. I smack so, Jack Bowen and say, Don't mask! From the undergrowth, you begin to see the glow, the reflection of the eyes of the rat folk, and you see the dashing, the moving very quickly, the scurrying of many of their numbers as they seem to begin to surround the forest around the great tree. Seska stands fully in his long robe. He, you know, kind of spreads his arms wide and casts it off of himself. Underneath, he wears kind of like a tunic that is an auburn, yeah, an auburn, burgundy-ish color, which is kind of loose around the legs. He places his hands together for a moment, and then he spreads them wide, and he begins to chant. Uh, These words are ancient, and the incantation to a spell. Mask, mask, mask. (laughs) (laughs) Can I try and sing along? (laughs) The spell he casts is called Forest Wrath. It only takes him about six to eight seconds to cast it, 
but the effect is pretty clear. The land seems to respond to his will, and the terrain in the forest becomes difficult. Trees begin to attack his enemies for Whoa. bludgeoning and slashing damage, and they begin to grow closer together. Plants also seem to start growing at a rapid rate in and around the base of the trees, and they begin to intertwine around the rat folk, around other structures, creating a web of living matter. So we're going to have the rat folk in four groups roll their d20s, their, uh, their strength saving throws, to try and get out of that. The first group with a four <laughs> does not, and they are intertwined. The second group with a 12 plus their strength of one does not either. Mm. Oh, God. The fourth group has a seven, so that's a no-go either. <laughs> Damn. And the final group with a a seven again uh, <laughs> means that they are all currently constricted by the plants, the trees. They are, each group is going to take three d eight bludgeoning damage. Oh my oh god! My god. god. I sided and two d four slashing damage. The slashing damage first, so they all take five slashing damage, and then for the uh, bludgeoning damage, we got three d eight. So they all take twenty eight damage. Oh my yeah, god! As the forest begins to attack in retaliation. Okay. None of them die outright, uh, but they're all currently stuck. You hear them furiously clawing and screeching in the forest. Kick one. Okay. <laughs> if there are any rat folk behind them, they don't seem to want to enter that space. And so Seska looks to you and he says, you may have to defend yourself, Fievo. I'm okay with that. How do I do that? <laughs> I couldn't all do right. it last episode. <laughs> so Seska's go-to move for uh, forest protection, at the very least, he likes to use his spell, Forest Wrath, and then couple it with Splinter Wood. So, uh, one of the trees, one of the larger ones in the forest, he uses the spell Splinter Wood. So, he causes uh, wooden objects, including trees, of a medium size or smaller to violently explode. Ooh, all creatures God. within 30 feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw. These guys are going to be at disadvantage because they're currently grounded. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they're going to take 3d6 piercing damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. Oh, uh, if the wooden object is held by a creature, well, it's not really held by a creature, so we are fine. So, we are going to have, within 30 feet of that area, there are 14 rat folk. Jesus. They need to make a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage. That's a one <laughs> <laughs> off the top. Roll again. So, uh, each of the 14 rat folk in that zone of 30 feet instantly is killed. Splinters of wood sticking out of their bodies as there is an explosion in the forest. A loud concussive blast as trees shatter in that area. He's going to have to roll concentration to see if he can hang on to Forest Wrath. An 18 plus his spellcasting modifier <laughs> means that Forest Wrath is still active, but in that space where the wood exploded, there is kind of a hole there. And rat folk begin to kind of swarm in through that. Fievel, it is the northwest corner that is currently becoming the entry point for the rat folk. What would you like to do? They're currently 60 feet from you and 45 feet from Seska. His problem, then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. 
So like they're they're running in an underground kind of like groove type thing. No. So the all of the the, the forest that encircles the great tree, right, mm-hmm. is uh, is currently overtaken by forest wrath, right? So it's grown in size. It's kind of bludgeoning them, piercing them, slashing them, and it's holding them in place. Then you use splinter wood on a thirty foot area. And that has created a little bit of a, a break in the in the barrier defense, right? So some of them have started to flood through. Currently, you count six rat folk that are running in. What would you like to do? Yeah, I'm going to mount Jack Bauer if I'm not on there already. Uh, you are not I, on there already, okay. so you can mount him. Is that like movement, or is that my action? Once during your move, you can mount a creature that is within five feet of you or dismount. Doing so costs an amount of movement equal to half your speed. Oh, okay, so it's not an action. But while you're mounted... You have two options. You can either control the mount or allow it to act independently. You can control a mount only if it has been trained to accept a rider, domesticated horses, donkeys, initiative. Yeah. It moves as you direct it, only has three options. An independent mount retains its place in the initiative order. Bearing a rider puts no restrictions on the actions the mount can take, and it moves and acts as it wishes. It might flee from combat, rush to attack, or devour a badly injured foe, or otherwise act against your wishes. So, we know what we're doing? Yeah, so that doesn't count as an action. It's half my movement speed? It's half your movement speed. Okay, cool. So I mount Jack Bauer and then I'll use a bark skin on Jack Bauer as well, which will give both of us an AC bonus. Are you telling Jack Bauer where to go or what to do? No, I'm going to leave that free will for him so he can do what okay. he wants. Excellent. Alright, I'm going to need you to roll an initiative roll for yourself. Okay. Seska is coming in with a 15 plus his dex of 3, so he's going to be an 18. Got a seven total. <laughs> <laughs> seven. It's lucky uh, number the tonight. Rat yeah. folk are going to act all in the same turn for simplicity. Actually, believe it or not, well, they have dexterity on top of their seven, so they're going before you. Whoa. Uh-oh. Okay, now it is actual <laughs> combat as you know these guys can actually return attacks on Seska. Seska is going to move towards them 30 feet, so he's 15 feet away. And he is going to use a spell of his own creation. Oh, okay. what uh, the fuck? so very cool. <laughs> <laughs> what is this homebrew campaign <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> he he pulls out the spell Storm Snake. So oh. a serpent of cackling lightning bursts from his hand, leaping forth onto the battlefield to electrocute multiple enemies. He's going to select a number of five foot cubes within sight equal to his wizarding level. So one cube must be adjacent to yourself, and every cube must have a face in contact with at least one more cube. Each creature in one of these squares takes 8d6 lightning damage on a failed deck saving throw and half as much on a successful one. Oh and if there's Lord. a creature in the final cube, the serpent can bite at it on a ranged spell attack roll. The creature takes 2d10 piercing damage. So, Seska is first going to draw out his squares with 15 feet, 1, 2, 3 squares there. No problem for his uh, wizarding level. He's then going to zigzag the snake to hit all six of the rat folk. Oh, God. Okay. So, these guys are going to make dexterity saving throws. The first rat with an 18 oh. is able to take only half damage. The second rat with a 17 is able to take Ooh, only half oh, damage. Yeah. The third with a 14 plus 3 is able to only take half damage. Let's oh, go. The last one with a 4 is going to be taking full damage. Oh. There's two more, I should say. The uh, second last one is a 6, so that's going to be full damage. And the final one is going to roll a 4 again, so that is going to be full damage for him. 
And he's going to get bitten, so the snake's going to roll an attack roll. Oh, with, a <laughs> with a 19 on the attack roll, oh, he's going to be taking 2d10 piercing damage. Okay, so we're going to roll up some numbers here for them. The final rat will go with first. He's going to take 14 piercing damage. He is dead. <laughs> <laughs> the second from the last is going to take 32 damage, oh, meaning that he is also he's dead. He's alive. <laughs> 34 damage from the one that was uh, fourth in line, so he was the one, the first guy taking full damage. He is also going to die. Oh my okay. god. Uh, these other guys are now up to 46s. These are the first three. Uh, we've got 17, 18, and 13 damage, and we are now on to the rat folk. There are only three of them left um, <laughs> that are uh, currently in front of Seska. They're going to swarm towards him and begin to claw at him with their bare claws. Some of them carry brute clubs that they seem to like to use uh, that have large pieces of stone or metal sticking out of them. So the first one is going to attack with a five plus his to hit. He is not enough. Neither is his nine. So the first guy's two club swings miss Seska. A Seska just kind of aptly like just, like just dodges out of the way of both of those attacks. Pretty nimble for his old age. The second rat, however, is much luckier. With a rake of his claws, he takes 1d6 damage out of Seska, Ooh. dealing six plus three. So Ooh. Seska takes nine. And he's dead. <laughs> However, he rolls a one on his second attack. Oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, and Seska, instead of uh, taking the damage, grabs his hand, pulls him closer to himself, and then blasts him in the face with what appears to be some sort of uh, a mist, some sort of spell that you've never seen before. The rat begins to cough and wheeze and fall backwards and is disoriented for sure. The last rat is going to attack twice with claws, with a 14, pluses to hit of 3, that's 17, that is definitely enough, so he's going to deal 7 damage, and Ow. the final attack is a nat 20, oh, uh, with his claw, no. he backs, he backhands Seska, and Seska is going to roll me a d20 uh, constitution check to see if he maintains consciousness, oh, with a 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does not maintain consciousness, and he is knocked out. Not dead, but knocked out. Run, so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Seska is knocked out. Fievel Mausenthrov, it's now your turn. What would you like to do? I know you want to be gone, Seska, but I'm going to avenge you. <laughs> And then just right. turn and run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's been real. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you got it down in control. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Yo, rat folk, I don't like being on the losing side. <laughs> Let me join you again. <laughs> I'm going to take out my bow for Fievel's action, and then Jack Bauer is going to... One of the heads is going to go for a grapple check and try and devour one of... Well, well so he's not close enough. You need uh, to move closer on your turn. They are currently 70 feet away. Okay, then I'm just, I'll be forced to use the en energy cannon attacks then. <laughs> okay, so you tell Jack Bauer energy cannon attack on these yeah, guys? Yeah, so fire nice okay. baby, and I... You want to move him a little closer, too? He's within, within range. I mean, but just still, so you can get closer eventually. Sure, I'll move. It's 20. 20 feet? Yeah. Okay, so you're 50 feet away, and he fires his energy cannon attacks. 
uh, that these guys are rolling to avoid. deck saving throws? Yeah. Just two of them or all of them? I'll target the disoriented one with one, and then uh, just whoever is closer to Seska. The strongest one. Yeah, not gonna... the one that got the nat Okay, he rolls a three plus his dex of three, so he's got a six. And the one closest to Seska is not rolling at disadvantage, so he is going to come out with a six plus three, which is nine. So they're both going to take 46 damage. Oh, boy. So uh, 13. 13 damage for one of them. Okay, so you kill the disoriented rat folk. You gain 200 experience points. Okay, and that's a 16 damage for the other one. Nice, and you kill the other rat folk, not the one that KO'd him, but the uh, the other one who missed both of his attacks. He is also dead. Okay. You, in total from that, gain 400 experience points. Right on. Let's More go! Power. <laughs> cool. Okay, Seska is unconscious, and so he is not going to have a turn, meaning that the rat folk here is going to kneel down, pick him him up over his shoulder, and she's gonna roll a strength check for her. But with a 17, he does so. Okay. What's and he doing? He moves 30 feet back towards the forest. That's his action. That is his action. What would you like to do? Well, I took my bow out, so let's go for the bow shot and try and hit him. Roll me a d20. So 16 plus 4, it's a 20. Nice. So you knipe him in the back with a bow shot. Congratulations. Roll me your damage, please. It's a 6 plus 3, 9. Okay, so he takes 9 damage. He does not go down, though. As he stumbles a little bit and continues to try and run, what would you like to do? Did the arrow hit him in the knee? <laughs> it's like uh, it's like in Lord of the Rings, the two towers, and that one guy's running with the flame. <laughs> Every reference is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to hit him with those hydros. I mean, even if it hurts Seska, it's going to... Oh, God. going to have to... Ah! Right, he's going <laughs> to... He's going to be rolling deck saving throws at disadvantage because he's currently carrying another humanoid. <laughs> so that would be an 18 and a 2. Oh, God. Oh, God. And are you shooting both at him? Overkill, yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> okay. A 3 and a 19. So a 2 and a 3. It's a 12 for the first one. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> no, no, keep rolling. <laughs> keep rolling, yeah. <laughs> Poor and Seska. Seska. The second one just makes him a fine mist. He oh, just okay. destro- he's just yeah. destroyed. <laughs> Seska, <laughs> no! The fire the ice. Yeah, what was first? Let's make it ice, then I could just go punch it and break it. And <laughs> the fire melt them. <laughs> okay, so you gain another 200 experience points, and Seska's body drops to the ground. Seska uh, is going to take the damage from both of those. Holy shit. Because I'm imagining there's some splash back there. I don't think these are, these are laser cannons. <laughs> what? Jack Bauer is a precision yeah. shot. <laughs> cannon, kind of like laser, if you've ever seen that. Oh, wow, in the description. <laughs> you know what? It's probably fair that he takes half damage, right? From both? No, no. I mean... <laughs> I'm going to leave like it up that. to the fair-mindedness of the players. What do you guys think? I mean, he shot a, a flame ball and an ice ball at a guy carrying another guy. Do you think the guy who was being carried took damage? Double damage. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. What are you doing? I mean, I think full damage is fair, though. Yeah. He's not going to be able okay. to dodge it. All right. So it is everyone else who was in initiatives is downed. What would you like to do? I guess I'll imbue Jack Bauer with jump, and we're going to go retrieve Seska. You imbue Jack Bauer with jump, meaning that he can jump a grand total of 40 feet. So you leap once, leap twice, but obviously holding it a little bit short, right? Mm-hmm. Not uh, Land on not, him. not leaping on top of him. <laughs> 
and standing in the remains of the forest that were shattered by the uh, splinter spell, there is the giant rat folk skull scream standing atop the shattered <laughs> remains of the forest. He looks to you and then looks down to Seska and he says, Get out of my way. No! Yes, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Going down this time. He looks to you. The forest has seemed to kind of, not so much, you know, shrink back to the way it was, but at the very least, the vines, the trees, branches, and the plants have stopped aggressively, you know, like attacking the rat folk. Some of them still managed to, to push their way through, falling out of the brush, and uh, they look like they've taken one hell of a beating, right? <laughs> Many of them look very close to death, and the only one who seems to be really at full capacity here is Skull Screen. He steps out and forward towards you, so he's just barely at the border of where the tree line starts or would have started in that area where it's all kind of destroyed. You say, no, you're not going to get out of the way. What would you like to do now? With my action, could I try and, like, wake Seska up? He's on the ground. Oh, okay. You have a bow and arrow wake in your hand. <laughs> Shoot what him with you... Like, the damage <laughs> wouldn't have woken him up? Like, he just got fire and ice, right? You know, that's not a bad point, and I'm going to allow it. Let's see, he's going to roll a constitution saving throw here. 14 plus 2. Pretty, you know what? Yeah, I think that's enough for a wake-up. I mean, it's not like he was low health when he got hit over the head. He does awake from the damage. He's on the ground, kind of holding his head, shaking his head every once in a while, and blinking pretty quickly. He looks to his old apprentice, (laughs) and then he looks to you, and uh, he stands. And he looks towards Skull Scream, the very large, kind of intimidating rat folk, uh, and he says, Oh, my old apprentice, so far you've fallen from Obed High. Now shoot Seska in the back. (laughs) (laughs) This was my plan all along, Skull Scream. I just this for you. It's too easy. (laughs) Okay. The rat folk sneers at him and says, When I have what I came for, my ritual will be complete. So Seska looks towards you, Fievel, and he says, The time is now, Fievel. You either stand and choose good, or you can choose to be ambiguous yet again. Just dip. Head out. (laughs) I am good. No one makes me kill Jack Bauer. This rat's going down. Seska looks towards uh, his old apprentice, and he says, Unless you have any objections, Master. So the rat that you know as Skull Scream lets out a snarl, and he says, That is not my name anymore. Oh, I thought you said master, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's a bad guy too? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah, master. It's a uh, rat folk name. Uh, Regardless, your boy, Seska, turns his back on his apprentice and walks towards the clearing. The rat folk kind of begin to, like, creep their way forward, but none of them seem confident in engaging him, and Skull Scream follows and then turns so that there's a nice wide open area for you and him to have the showdown, my friend. Now, there's one thing I gotta ask you real quick. Did you heal in between leaving the cave and now? I sure did not. (laughs) You did sleep, though. I did. Which means that you can roll your hit dice. Now, I normally wouldn't allow you to roll it right now, but I feel like you just totally, you know, didn't think about it. So if you want, I'll allow you to roll your hit dice as though you had taken a long rest. Okay. Because you did take a long rest. You just didn't roll. Oh, you're gonna take that charity? I am. (laughs) (laughs) 
I got 16 health back. Okay, yeah. what I'm going to need is initiatives from both you and Masser, the apprentice of Seska. He starts things out strong with a 4, plus his dex. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you got, man? I got a 14. Okay, so you'll be going first. You and Jack Bauer sharing the same initiative. Jack Bauer, you know, you're not usually used to, to feeling anger out of this toad, but he seems quite angry. Seems to dislike greatly Skull Scream. Uh-oh. So uh, so he's he's rearing for this fight. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would you like to do as it is now your turn? The rats that have survived have kind of made a circle around the two of you, and Seska stands at one side of the, the circle. They're at least 15 feet away from him, seeming to like not really want to give him like you know an opportunity to be close to them at all. Like they seem afraid of him. Okay. <laughs> this is all coming down to a showdown between you and this rat folk. It's like okay. a Pokemon battle. There's yeah, a, arena except fight. Except he forgot to bring his Pokemon. Well, uh, <laughs> first thing I'm gonna do is do uh, what was that spell called? Expeditious retreat. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, cure wounds. I was like, what the fuck's it called? Okay, roll me your D8, please. It's uh, five plus three, so eight back each. And Jack Bauer's going to double Hydro Cannon Mazer. Okay, so he's going to roll to get out of the way with a five plus his dex, not enough, and with a two plus his dex, it's not enough. Take the fire nice, you piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a 19 for the ice damage. Oh, my God. And... A 21 for fire damage. <laughs> wow. Okay, so 40 damage total. Uh, Masser's body, as strong and uh, beefy as it is, just gets blasted. First his left shoulder thrown back, then his right as he's hit by fire, then ice. He lets out a scream of pain and rage as it is now his turn. So he is going to uh, run towards you. He pulls his hand back, then launches it forward, casting Blight in your direction. Mm. Uh-oh. But with a one. Oh, oh my god. Shit. He kills Fuck all the rest. This. <laughs> he kills his other yeah. Encore. They're eating popcorn in the crowd, and they're just getting incinerated. <laughs> no, he's rolled too many fails. I, I can't do something silly like him hitting someone again. You know what he's going to do, man? His Blight spell not only fails, it critically fails, and it blasts back towards him. So he takes the full damage (laughs) of Blight. Oh my god. Um, (laughs) Holy shit. It hit Seska by accident. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) He is going to take 48 damage. Oh my my god. God. He's dead. Okay, (laughs) this is ridiculous, and people are going to think this was cheating. And I don't want a game break right now, man, but he has 88 health total, and you did 40, and he did 48. (laughs) And he's down. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Fuck this. What an epic epic fight. (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) Best fight I've ever seen. So much. I hate it so much when I make someone so dope and so badass and they just fucking die like that. (laughs) Uh, You just stunted on him. Okay, well, Fievel Mausenthrov, congratulations on defeating Masser, the chosen servant. Of Nehrul, you are going to take a whopping 1,500 experience points for his death. And now that you've killed uh, him, you have the choice to become the new ma- uh, <laughs> master. <laughs> Just eat it. I'm going to eat his corpse and gain his strength. <laughs> He's on the ground, kind of gurgling, gasping for air. 
as he, you kind of like are on Jack Bauer, looming over him, he looks up to you and he's coughing up blood, but he cannot speak. What would you like to do? Put an arrow in his throat. Treat your beast with better care, you piece of shit. <laughs> okay, that's that's mighty words coming from the guy who's going to kill his, but go for it. <laughs> and I take out my trident and put it right through his throat. <laughs> Like, Roll me a d20 at advantage. Oh. <laughs> like how Seska's like, yeah, never kill out of hate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 19 first roll and then a 2, so I'll take the 19 <laughs> plus 3, 22. You stab him in the throat. Blood pools onto the ground, and the rat folk all kind of like shudder and hiss as you do so, and they begin to quickly scurry and flee from the scene. You pull your trident back, and the last gasp of Masser is the sound of his death. Stab him again. Congratulations on that again, Fievel. <laughs> uh, your boy, Seska, walks towards you. He kneels down, instead of like looking at you, he kneels down uh, at the side of his uh, his student and closes his eyes. His, fav- so cool. his favorite student's dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> So he, using some magic, which you haven't really seen before. I mean, you haven't really seen much magic before, I guess, right? <laughs> Only good bears. <laughs> yeah, back in the Ramuski <laughs> tribe is what we got off the ground. <laughs> Ramuski tribe. <laughs> I hate the names. <laughs> he casts a spell. And these wisps of green glowing energy seem to surround the rat folk, and he is quickly transformed. His body seems to uh, dissipate, and in its place, a tree grows and becomes a sapling in the clearing of Seska. Right on. Evil tree. <laughs> Chop it down. <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> he looks to you, and he says, So it is done, Fievel. Yes, I... I know you didn't want me around for this, but I, I hope I was of some help. Of course you were. You are not unhelpful, Fiebel. Unpredictable. Yes, unruly, certainly, but not unhelpful. Well, I thank you, and, uh, I mean, I will, I will leave your side. I have friends to get back to, and with uh, Mazur out of the way, I feel that you're able to fully take control of the prophecy you were telling me about. He called us friends. <laughs> I don't know his real name. Relish this moment. Baxter <laughs> <laughs> <Baxter> returns! <laughs> Return if you are in need, Fievel, or if you ever choose the path of Obed High over the one you may find yourself currently on. I will. Um, will I be able to find you here, or...? If not here, the clues to where I am, you will find. Okay. Naked pictures. <laughs> of Fievel and just sleeping. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this marks the end of Fievel Mausenthrov's downtime. Congratulations on the completion of your questline, Fievel, albeit unorthodox, perhaps not what we all had in mind. Many of us still shaking our heads trying to figure out whether the kid's good or evil. We don't know. We don't care. It was a sick session. Guys, it was a pleasure DMing for you, for sure. Definitely keep your ears open. Next week, we'll be releasing an Insight Check episode talking about downtime, what we thought was cool, what we want to share with you guys coming up. 
And we'll also be discussing the beginning of the second campaign, or the continuation of the campaign, I should say, Season 2, what you guys can expect out of the Dicey D20. We're going to talk about what the players want to see, and we're going to shout out to you guys and ask you guys what it is that you'd like to see out of Season 2. So if you have any ideas for that, you can definitely hit us up now. Because Noah's running out of them. Yeah. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> Patreon subscribers, get excited. We have your Coliseum match coming to you in theaters soon. It's going to be super stoked to see our characters going up against each other in, obviously, friendly competition. Maybe we'll no, see no. some bets wagered, you know? <laughs> Tyson, we'll no, some, everything's uh, real now. Tyson will, Everyone bets on me. <laughs> Tyson will tie his hands behind his back and fight. Whoa. <laughs> I'll stab myself with my promise? spear. That is, a, that is a promise, my friend. Wand and ass? <laughs> Wand and teeth. <laughs> Yo, I forgot all these guys have OP weapons and I just have my spear. <laughs> <laughs> I just have my spear. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it was a pleasure DMing for you, bringing you this downtime. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We look forward to seeing you next week, uh, whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night. It was a pleasure, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Take care. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, it's at dicey d 20 Podcast. If you also like to support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash dicey d 20 Podcast. And if you're also looking for some, you know, cool t-shirts, sweaters, you can buy some on teespring.com slash stores slash dicey 20 store thank Good you job. all background music and audio comes from tabletop audio if you're running your own campaign visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation